Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. So excited that you are joining me for today's episode, Back at It Again. Now, you might be wondering, well, what's the point of the title? Trust me, it will make sense once I get started. Now, you may or may not be proud of me, but this time I actually came somewhat more prepared than I usually am. I kind of just have an idea in my head of what I want to talk about, and then I really just kind of start going at it. But this time around, I've made a conscious effort to write down and bullet point the most important items that I want to go over. I want to be more organized. I want to be more accountable for how I'm presenting the information. And not that I want to sound like a robot, but I want to at least have somewhat level of professionalism. I mean, All these other podcasts I listen to, granted they're more of true crime podcasts, which we'll get into a little bit later, but they all sound so cute, but also very, very professional in the way they present their information, their material, and I love that, and I want to emulate that in my own way, my own personal way. So that hereafter, moving forward is my main goal, is writing down the bullet points, make sure I hit those, and only slightly semi-ramble in between. So here goes nothing. (laughs) First thing I wanted to go over, since this is the first podcast so far that I have aired for 2021, wanted to go over some of the things that we have been recently dealing with. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is I think myself as well as many, many others out there, we're kind of hoping that 2021 might be just a little bit better a little bit easier to deal with than last year. And so far, folks, I'm sorry to say it, it's not quite seeming that way. And for those of you that may not know, or like me, maybe you just don't have, you know, um, more than internet, maybe you don't have cable, maybe you don't keep up with the news very often, like I don't. But something that's been circulating the news quite a bit is the 2021 winter storm. It hit a number of states and affected millions upon millions of people. But sadly, it's our state, Texas, that got hit the worst. And there's been over 70 dead people so far because of this. Um, And the repercussions are still being felt a little bit today. It's definitely warmer than it was last week, for instance. But when it hit, it hit and it hit hard. And I think one of the surprising things about it is when you think of Texas, you don't necessarily think of ice storms and snowstorms. You typically think heat, maybe tropical heat down in like Galveston and the southern parts, they get hit with, you know, hurricanes, but not so much cold and winter storms. So it's always a little bit surprising when you hear of snow. Granted, there are a few places that do get some snow and ice. It's just not statewide. So this storm was definitely a surprise. And one piece of information I found very interesting was the fact of how their power grids actually operate. So there's technically three in total, but the main main one is their own. So it was some sort of federal thing. I probably should have done better in preparing this information or at least looking up the information in a better format. But from what I found is that most of the state is set up on their own 
power grid is completely separate from the rest of the United States. There's two main power grids. There's an East Coast and a West Coast. And then all the states in between are either on the East or the West. And parts of Texas are part of those. However, they're about 90% of their state is set up on its own power source, its own power grid. And I guess it was something to do with federal wanting to be separated out, kind of their own entity of sorts uh, within the US. And I guess it makes sense, you know, but from this standpoint, I don't believe they would have expected something like this to happen. Um, and what was sad and the reason why it was such a big deal is that the power grid run specifically or powered and operated by or in Texas uh, failed. And there were certain areas that were going through rolling blackouts, meaning the power companies were purposefully turning off the power for periods of time. Um, and it was within these periods of time, people complained that they were freezing, uh, food was going bad, they didn't have access to clean water or food, people were driving hours away to markets and not finding clean water or food. So it was, it's been a very desperate situation for millions upon millions of people. And some have died as a result of the cold. It was below zero, folks. Um, kind of a separate state, but even some of my clients in Louisiana told me about how cold it got and it didn't matter how much they had their little room heaters on, how much they bundled up. They were frozen solid. And sadly, some of these deaths were small children. There's even a family right now, uh, you may or may not have seen in the news, that is suing the power company and saying that it is their fault their children passed away. If they hadn't done the rolling blackouts, they believe their children would still be with us today. And my heart just absolutely goes out to that family. I, I cannot even imagine how that must feel. I am very fortunate where I live. We do not get ice storms or snow storms. We're here in the Sacramento Valley, so we are much further away. We'll get ice, sure, but definitely not to those devastating effects that has been felt in Texas and the surrounding southern states. So it's just a far cry from what we are used to here in California, but especially in the valley. Um, some parts, yes, absolutely will get snow, especially the further uh, east you go, the further north you go. Uh, it gets much, much colder, but definitely nowhere near what these poor people have dealt with. Now, I know there are programs and things that people can do if you happen to be a person that wants to reach out, donate food, clothes, uh, money, you know, just to help get them along. I know anything is better than nothing. Um, and there's even some websites that are dedicating just, you know, sending out cards and thoughtful gifts, you know, to let people know that you're thinking of them and you're hoping all the best for them. So really just any sort of thing that we can do is much appreciated. Now, that is kind of the gist on the winter storm that I wanted to talk about and kind of part of the reason why I wanted to call this back at it again, because again, kind of going back to what I said before, it kind of feels like we haven't really fully escaped the effects of 2020. It kind of feels like it's just going and going and going and it's it's kind of feeling like there's no let up. So 
what I wanted to talk about is, you know, what are some things to kind of distract us or things that can keep ourselves busy, especially since a lot of areas like in California, we're still on a bit of a lockdown. You know, there are still some restrictions in play. Everything isn't opened up completely in 100%. So because of that, we are still limited on how much we can gather together and where we can go and what we can do. So with that, I came up with like a fun little list of things that we could potentially do together. And some of it is actually inspired by some of our closest friends. So I have them to thank for the following recommendations. Top, top recommendation, Zoom games. Now, it sounds kind of funny at first, but hear me out. Over Zoom, um, if you've got a paid account or if you've got somebody else that has an account, uh, you can spend however much time you want by playing video games. It could be card games. It could be board games. Obviously, you want to have or make sure you have the same board game and set it up similarly or exact so that everything kind of goes as smooth as possible. But some other ideas that our close friends shared was true crime games. In fact, there's a series of games by um, a company that calls themselves Cold Case Crackers. And so far there is three of them. There's a train bomb, there's a theater, house, fire, and murder, and then also a bank heist. And all three of them, well, I should say, the bank heist and the theater fire, both super duper fun. And the way it's laid out is pretty simple, very easy to follow along with, but it definitely gets your mind thinking. And I would say, in my personal opinion, two plus players is best. Um, there's some information and clues that you kind of have to go through and to be honest, having an extra pair of eyes just kind of helps to move things forward. Otherwise, you could spend hours, if not days, on just one clue. And they do it in a, they break it up into phases. So you complete phase one, which could be figuring out who didn't do it. Phase two is figuring out, okay, now who did it? Phase three is what evidence uh, gathered is going to be hard proof that you can prove they did do it. And then the third is finalizing the details and getting the arrest warrant situated. So it's very easy and it's all paper. They give you a whole file of all the case information. Um, for deaths, they give you autopsy reports, police reports, eyewitness statements, uh, statements from the people they believed were the um, suspects and family members, friends, just anybody and everything that you possibly need is in this file. And, um, and then again, they break it up into these different phases. So that's been something that me and hubby have been working on over the last few weeks is just kind of slowly getting one, getting another. We borrowed the first one from our friends and then I bought the next two. I'm actually waiting on the train bomb one to come in sometime this week. So I'm very excited to do that this weekend with hubby. There's a lot of other different ones as well. And a lot of it, I mean, really all of it, you can either find on their direct website. Uh, theirs is coldcasecrackers.com. But you can also go on to Amazon, for instance. All of their games are on there. And there's even other ones like 
unsolved mysteries and all sorts of other ones of the the like other games you know that you can also play you know just fun things to do trivias and so forth the reason i recommend it is a lot of us are definitely dealing with pandemic fatigue and it's a real thing and i think a lot of people like me kind of want to just you know sideswipe it and pretend like it's not really there but to be honest and frank, it's a real thing. And it can be a huge problem if we're not finding creative ways to keep ourselves busy and not allow ourselves to get lost in our sorrows and wallowing up within ourselves. So this is why I wanted to take just a few minutes to recommend little things, you know, even going outside and taking a walk, even if it's just for a few short minutes, uh, get up, do a quick little workout, five, 10, 15 minutes, you know, nothing major, nothing hardcore, just get your body moving. But being outside especially has been a scientific proven fact for thousands of years, how much it helps getting outside, letting the sun touch your skin, feeling the breeze on your face, just getting outside and getting that fresh air can make the world of a difference. Now, obviously with COVID right now, you want to do it in a safe manner, but if you can be far enough away from people take off that mask. If you're going to be near people or in a gathering area where a lot of people are, keep that mask on. You know, it's better to be safe than sorry. But if you can be in an area where there's no one around and you feel safe to not wear that mask, then don't. Get as much fresh air as you can. Uh, Go jogging, anything that you can think of. Uh, If you've got a bike, for instance, definitely take that out. Me and Hubby are definitely planning on getting bikes so we can go for bike rides. Weather here in California is actually very beautiful right now. I'm a bit thankful and I am really looking forward to like right now, for instance, I'm looking out my window, I'm seeing this bright sunshine. There's a wonderful breeze. It's cool, but it's not too cool. Very, very bearable. So there's just, there's a lot of things that we can still do. So my recommendation is get out, do something. Now, kind of going back to the whole true crime subject, one of the other things I wanted to talk about is some of my top favorite true crime podcasts. I feel like I somehow accidentally, unbeknownst to myself, joined this club of sorts (laughs) for true crimes. And I didn't realize it until recently as I was just talking to some friends and some family members and realizing how much we love true crime. And a part of me was like, well, why is that the case? I mean, what's so special or enticing about true crime? So I had to kind of go back to roots of my own and go, well, why do I like it? Not that I can assume that everybody feels the exact same way I do, but I think at least some of the factors can be considered the same, if not exact. One of the personal reasons I find it is I am all about justice versus injustice and there's nothing i hate more than injustice whether somebody has wronged somebody else or the justice system has failed even when we can clearly see what's going on what happened who done it they fail or they cannot prove it beyond a doubt i cannot tell you how frustrated i 
get. So when I hear about true crimes, I love just hearing the details and figuring out, well, can I solve it? Can I figure out what happened? Can I bring justice to this person? Even though I have nothing to do with the case, <laughs> it just makes me, it taps into that justice side of me. And I grew up also on Nancy Drew. Not that these are anything like it, but that similar feeling that I would get when I would open up that book, read the case, I'd start kind of thinking of ideas of who done it, what's going on and so forth, even before it actually got to the meat of the book. And before I even realized it, I was hooked. And so I got almost every single book in the original set uh, series. I mean, I was just a few books away from completing the entire set. And I loved them. That and Judy Bloom, Hardy Boys, I was all about solving mysteries. I even had this really fantastic um, special book by Nancy Drew that was kind of like all these little tools to teach you how to read ciphers and things like that, um, figure out you know clues and all sorts of things. And it was just so much fun. So I think this is kind of like my grown-up version of being Nancy Drew, I guess. And uh, but it taps into just these things that I love about figuring out who done it, you know. And I've always liked and loved strategy. Any kind of video game, book, movie, series, just anything like that. I've always fallen in love with the strategy of it, you know, figuring out what it is and and how to figure this out, how to solve it. So with that in mind, um, there's a few different podcasts, a couple I kind of just stumbled on by myself, and then a few others were reckoned, excuse me, recommended to me by family and friends. So my top most favorite one to date is called Crime Junkies, and it's hosted by two fantastic gals, Ashley Flowers and Britt Prowitt. Britt has the cutest voice. Like, it is just the most adorable thing you will ever hear. I love her voice. Ashley is the main host, so most of the podcast episodes you'll hear her voice. And Britt will just chime in with her cute little full body chills. It is just so precious. Um, but there are a few episodes that you'll happen upon where she will specifically tell the story. Now, I like the way they present the information it's a little different than a lot of them. You know, they're basically the storytellers, but they also like to go into their their theories based on the facts they have on hand. So you're not just getting the details, you're kind of hearing their side of it, you know, what they think, what they know. Um, they do all of the information. They'll even talk to people involved and to, uh, you know, just get more details as much as possible. So I love the way they present the crimes. And, and what I like is that they go international. So they're not just stuck to the US or where they're from, which is Ohio. They'll go into other states, but they also go into other countries as well. The next one I love was Something Was Wrong. And this is hosted by Tiffany Reese. What's special about this particular podcast is that it's not about like death or kidnapping. It's more about I would say abuse, and it could be physical, could be mental, could be emotional, could be spiritual. She taps into the abuse side of things. So I would say 
listen with caution. Um, if you are sensitive to certain subjects, this may not be the podcast for you. So maybe check it out, give it a listen. And if it doesn't tap into anything too serious for you, I do recommend it. I enjoy it. And even though I'm slightly sensitive to those kinds of subjects, I found it very interesting and very informative and very enlightening. The third one that I really love more than anything is Counter Clock. And it's actually a subsidiary um, and produced by Ashley Flowers from Crime Junkies. Um, the the host is Delia Diambra, and she actually originally started the podcast going into a very specific story that was the very first story that Crime Junkies talked about. Delia goes into deeper, in-depth information and details and does a whole season just on this one story alone. Um, so I really recommend it. I love how just deep sea dive, she goes into everything. and she's a spitfire. She's, she's a tough cookie. She's strong. She is uh, very brave and courageous in my opinion. And, but very intelligent, very smart. You know, she knows what her limits are, but she doesn't back down. She's very ferocious and tenacious. And I love that about her. Um, she's got several seasons down and I believe she has a few more coming at the very least. So I'm really excited to see what other stories she presents to us. Uh, but what I like, is that she goes into cold cases just like crime junkies most of them do but they are all about the ones that you may or may not have heard before didn't get a whole lot of headliners so that might be worth something looking into again it's called counter clock and it's hosted by delia d'ambra the fourth and final one that I also really enjoy is simply called Serial, and it's hosted by Sarah Koenig, and I like the way she presents her information. It's very informative, very straightforward. It's kind of like if you watched a true crime show on TV. You know, not a whole lot of, or not a ton of personal opinions on the matters. She's all about the facts, and I like that because you're not interrupted or you're not influenced by somebody's personal opinion. You're only influenced by the information and the facts and details at hand. And uh, and she goes deep sea diving into stories as well. So definitely give it a listen. It's called Serial. And again, she uh, host, hosted by Sarah Koenig. Now, some of the last few things I wanted to go into, and I I am so sorry for just these awful transitions. I swear at some point I'm going to get this under control. <laughs> but uh, the one last sector of this episode I wanted to go into is just kind of some of the things going on in my personal life. I mean, isn't that why we're here really? So a few updates regarding some of the things that I had actually talked about last year. There's a whole heck of a lot of things that happened last year, you know, just between family, friends, health, pets, living situation, credit card debts, photography, just so many things. So just to kind of tap into the updates and let you know where things stand. I can now officially say with my car aside, we are both completely and 100% credit card debt free nothing. Um, I'm overwhelmed with how often 
every day and even multiple credit card offers will come through the mail. And they do say that that's a great sign. I am um, definitely not ready to open up a new credit card by any means anytime soon, but I will take it as a good sign that, hey, we're doing things right. One of the things that we're going to be doing is refinancing my Honda and adding my husband to the information. Uh, that way, both of our credits are on it. It's going to lower the rate significantly, especially because both of us have very great credit now. And so it's just going to really ensure that even though technically we would owe on it longer, we can pay it off faster because the rate is going to be lower and we can still keep paying the payments we're paying now. Or if we wanted to even more and just pay it off that much quicker. The other thing that was going on with Shadow was going through a lot of health issues and it all boiled down to his teeth. This poor guy, which apparently is very common for his age, he's over 10, he's almost 11 years old. In fact, he might actually just be hitting 11 now. Um, so he's getting up there in age, but he's still got a whole lot of kick in him whole lot of energy. I have high hopes he's going to be with us still for a number of years to come. Um, but he was going through a lot of health issues. He had butt breath. I mean, that's, I, don't, I know that's probably not the best term to use, but it's the best appropriate description I can give you based on the smell of his breath. It literally smelled like butt. And yeah, it was just not a good smell. And all of it was he had so much plaque buildup that as a result, he had several teeth that had gone bad and were rotten. In fact, he even had one tooth that fell out. I didn't even know it was a tooth until I looked at it a little bit closer. But I mean, to the root, the whole entire thing came out, which... According to the vet, that was the best way to go. It's very thorough, and then it means that everything can heal perfectly in comparison. So that was at least a good thing, but I just felt so bad for him. And I asked them, you know, how does this happen? Because Mars and Shadow both get major plaque buildup. The bottom line of the matter is the food. I mean, if you think about it from a nature's standpoint, any cats, big or small, domesticated or wild, they prefer real meat, wet meat, meat that came from a live animal. Do they get plaque? Not really, not in the same way. Does it build up? Do their teeth get rotten and fall out? Not really. And that's because they're eating what's best for their diet. Everything's wet, so it's not building up on their teeth. It's not building up in their system, causing stomach problems. Now, fast forward now to modern times to make things cheaper, make things easier, make things last longer. They started making hard food, which back in the day they thought, oh, this is healthier. This is better. Now they know for sure, nope, that's not the case. And that's where a lot of problems come. And you'll see problems present in their tummies. They throw up a lot. They have a lot of hair loss because their body can't handle all the stuff. And also problems with their teeth, which if not taken care of in enough time, can also affect other organs like their heart, their lungs, other issues as well. So there's a whole lot of things that happen, very similar to how humans are. If we don't take care of what's going into our stomachs, it's going to start affecting a lot of other things. So they're built the same exact way. So officially, 
last month we put them on only a wet food diet we have a little bit of hard food left so we just kind of put a few kibbles into the wet food to at least get through it i don't want to waste that since it's expensive so is the wet food but i want them to be healthy and i want them to live as long and happy and healthy of a life as possible so that's the official news we got his teeth clean we got teeth pulled out he's good he's basically toothless uh he's got a few teeth left but now he is officially toothless in my opinion because he looks like toothless from how to train a dragon so he's my little toothless and he's adorable and i love him even though he still annoys me with all of his super verbal meowing and incessant need to be next to me at all times and cuddling and he's always hungry but I guess that's better than being lethargic and not hungry at all <laughs> uh, with Mars he is the next project he's starting to develop some teeth issues as well so we have made the decision that he is the next project we're gonna be setting him up with an appointment get his teeth uh, checked out he's had teeth previously removed about a year and a half ago two years ago um so i'm hoping that it's just a matter of we just need to clean his teeth and then keep him strictly on the wet food diet so we'll see how that works out the other thing you may or may not have noticed for those that keep up with my photography business and see what's going on i changed the name of my podcast so for those of you that didn't notice it, I am now going as Foxley Sav Photography. Now I put a little bio or information on the page as to why I named it Foxley Sav. Well, the Sav part, obviously, because that's my name. But the Foxley, I wanted to do something a little different, something that stood out, something that I felt was memorable, and I am absolutely truly obsessed with foxes. Everybody knows, everybody that knows me, I should say, rather, I love foxes and I would love nothing more than to have a pet fox. Fox everything. If I could have fox decorations everywhere, I would do it, but I would go overboard. So basically I don't, <laughs> um, but anyway, so what I wanted to do is I wanted to talk about what Foxley means and basically what it stands for to me. And in essence, what I was trying to go for was affectionate, friendly, comforting. And when I really think about all the different, you know, um, reviews and comments and things that people have said those are like the top qualities they always mention to me when we finish our session they always mention about how hospitable i am how affectionate and warm and friendly and funny and just great to be around and that's what i think of with foxes i think they're so adorable they're you know cute they're friendly i mean yes some of them can be a little mean or territorial but as a whole you know, when we think of foxes, we think of cute and adorable, fluffy, and just all these different things. And so that's what I wanted the, that's the persona that I want to put off with my business, that you can expect a fun, engaging, 
warm, friendly person taking your pictures, guiding you the way, becoming your friend, becoming another family member, everything that you can imagine, everything you need to get through that session in one piece, but also look back and just think about what a great time you had, no regrets, and you would do it again and again if you wanted to. And that's my main goal for my photography. There's still a whole heck of a lot of other list of things that I'm working on and bettering about my photography, getting things more legitimized. I haven't really been doing anything other than just free little sessions here and there for family and friends. And mainly that's because I want to legitimize my business as much as possible. You know, get everything, all my ducks in a row, legalize everything head to toe and be as thorough as possible. And it's very expensive. So I used most of last year and um, the beginning of this year to really do all my homework, get everything situated and put together so that I am fully covered, fully satisfied. Nobody can point a finger and say that I haven't done anything correctly. With that in mind, I'm doing a lot of updates to the website. So if recently you've started visiting and taken a look at things, there's a whole lot that's going to be going into it, and I'm reworking on my editing style. I've finally gotten to a point where I feel very comfortable with my editing techniques, my editing style, what I want to present, what I want to put out there. And so I'm working on all of the previous galleries that I've ever worked on. So there's a lot of work that I'm putting into this, and I want to take my time because I want to present quality, not quantity and that's my biggest thing and I still am specifically going to um, kind of move towards and market towards couples you know um, new couples looking for pictures uh, engaged couples couples getting married you know and so on so I just want to tap into that as much as possible so all my photos all my information all my services all of that is going to gear towards couples the last thing I wanted to mention, just to wrap up today's episode, there is potential in the future, this is going to be one to three years down the road, but we might potentially be buying a property and moving, I hope. There's a lot of talk in it. There's a lot of planning that we're doing. There's a lot of saving that we're doing and slowly but surely doing some research. Tipping balance is figuring out how we're going to make all this happen because there's a lot of factors going on in our life right now, a lot of things that we have to consider before we can really truly move forward with that potential change. So in the meantime, we're hunkered down, we're going to stick to what we've got, and slowly but surely we're just kind of going through our apartment, getting rid of things that we don't need, um, getting through things that we have that, you know, like food and just perishables, non-perishables that we've just had forever. We just kind of want to clean house and reorganize and do something with the place to make it just a little bit more us, a little bit more homey, but we're definitely trying not to go overboard because we don't feel like this is our permanent home. So we don't want to do too much and feel like we're wasting all this time and effort that we could be putting into a forever home. So we're trying to find that good balance. So for now, We've got projects, 
we've got things to do, and I'm really excited to see what we can come up with together as a couple. I have a lot of ideas. He's got a lot of ideas. Now the trick is getting them together to work. <laughs> but I'm really excited to see what we can come up with. So folks, that wraps up today's episode. Again, I just want to say thank you all so much for always sticking around and listening, giving me all your support. Those of you that offer suggestions, I have things in store for you. Keep them coming. Um, you know, as many subjects or things that you want to hear or want me to talk about, I do have finally have some things in the works to do some podcast episodes with other people. So I am super ecstatic for when that day comes. One is coming up very soon and two others are in the works. So super excited. Cannot wait to share more details with you when the time comes. Thank you all. Love you all immensely. Please stay safe. Wash your hands, wear your mask, social distance, but have a great time, folks. Love you all. Bye.